celebrate that in here not anybody not everybody can declare that but can we all declare it with a loud voice as we get ready to transition but can we declare it say no come on say time give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you would amen thank you Jesus amen hallelujah man it feels like forever since I've been up here before you guys uh, amen I don't think I preached on a Tuesday you may be seated for a moment I don't think I preached on a Tuesday in a month of days amen praise God are you happy to be in the house of the Lord on this evening you know, you are that remnant of people that God is looking for that will press their way uh, beyond the Sunday morning service, beyond the live stream. You are that remnant of people that God is looking for that will press their way into his presence, uh, that are hungry and thirsting for his presence. You are that people. You are that remnant. I believe that in this day, God is looking for people such as yourself that will come into the house of God, hunger and thirsting, and you are the ones that God are going to speak to in these last days. Can you say amen to that? Amen. amen. We're going to jump into the word of God on tonight. Um, amen. Um, I really believe that God has a word for the house on tonight. On last night, uh, I was selected, well... At the beginning of the semester of the school year for Hope Bible Institute, uh, I was selected to be one of the instructors there. And last night, we began to teach on prayer and intercession. Uh, so after the class on last night, after the time of instruction, the president of uh, the college called me up and he said, and I say this humbly, he said, I know for certain 
fact at this point that no one else is going to teach on prayer from this day forward but you. He said the revelation that God gave you on prayer uh, is, is so profound that I have decided that no one from this day forward will teach this course. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. So, so we're going to talk about prayer on tonight. Amen. We're going to talk about prayer. And I, hopefully I can give you even a greater depth of what God gave in that course unto you tonight. Because I believe God always freshens his word to us. Uh, even, even if it's the same word, it always will be a fresh word. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, you know, you don't heard about Jonah in the belly of a, of a great fish. And, you know, you, you've heard about, you know, stories or uh, accounts in the Bible, you know, the blind Bartimaeus. But every time you hear it, there's a freshness about God's word. That's if your ears are in tune to hear. Are you hearing me? Uh, so you say, oh, I heard that before. But if you would tune your spirit into the spirit of God, God will always give you a freshness of his word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God's bread is not still. Hallelujah. You ever read something in the Bible and then all of a sudden you read it and you saw something different? You know why? Because God's word is a living word. Could, could, could you imagine if you did the same thing over and over and over and over again, day in and day out? Right? Your same routine, your same habits. Right? It'd be pretty boring. But God's word is not boring. It's, it's alive. It's living. It, 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 and it's God breathed. It's God's uh, breath in the earth ram, and God's breath is not still. Hallelujah. He doesn't need a tic-tac, doesn't need lizard. <laughs> he only have to brush his teeth. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> he doesn't need Listerine or none of that. Hallelujah. So let's, let's, let's go a uh, couple things before we get into the word of God on tonight. Of course, coming up December 4th, is our vision brunch, which is open to all as we begin to cast vision for the upcoming year and to declare to you what God is speaking over this house as we move forward into the new year. Uh, at 10 o'clock on December, which is Saturday coming up, so make yourselves available uh, for our vision brunch. Uh, it's going to be an amazing time as we cast vision uh, for the upcoming year. You, you know, it's important that you have vision and not sight. To have natural sight is one thing, but vision is another. I remember a quote by Helen Keller. Uh, they asked her, because if you know Helen Keller, she was deaf and blind, but uh, she, she was very um, uh, skilled in uh, art and all of these things. And they asked this question of her in an interview. They said, which is worse, to have no sight or to have no hearing? She said, it's not sight, but it's vision that's far worse than not having. Think about it for a second, because you may not have natural eyes to see, but if you have vision, then you can see. Because vision is not what you see with your natural eyes. Vision is what you see in the spirit of what's to come. And it's far better to have vision than it is to have sight. There are so many people in the body of Christ, they have sight, but they have no vision. That's why the Bible says my people perish for a lack of vision. They're destroyed because they have no vision. So December 4th, we're going to cast vision so that we don't be destroyed or perish. Can you say amen? And then on uh, December 10th is our Kamioki night. If you have not yet purchased your tickets, amen. Uh, you can go over to our Elevate page, click on the event bright link and purchase your ticket. It's going to be an amazing time. It is a mashup of comedy and karaoke. It's going to be an awesome time. We're going to have it in the Lord. So, amen. That's that and that. Let's jump into the word. Grab your Bibles, if you would. Philippians chapter number four, verse number 19. 
is where we will land, but we will start, amen, in 2 Chronicles, that 2 Chronicles, chapter number 7, verse number 14, uh, Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 19, and that's actually 2 Chronicles chapter number 7, verse number 14. When you have it, stand to your feet. If you're still looking, stand anyway. Once you have it, say, I got it. One person got it. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're still looking, say, I'm looking. One person looking. Amen. I guess the rest of y'all waiting for me to put it on the screen, huh? If you're waiting for me to put it on the screen, say, thank you, Jesus. It's too many of y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all need to join the first crew. The second Chronicles, chapter number seven, verse number 14. We'll start in second Chronicles, chapter number seven, verse number 14. It says, if my people turn to your neighbor, say you're you're his people. If my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Watch, then I will hear from heaven. Whenever there's a then, there's a win. So whenever you see a then, look for the win. Hallelujah. Don't push past the then unless you understand the win. When will he hear from heaven? When his people who are called by his name will humble themselves and pray. And seek my face and Turn from their wicked ways then. Somebody shout then. And I I love the the construct of this text because he says, if my people, he's identifying you. He's singling you out of who you're a part of. He's being specific in who he's talking to. Turn to your neighbor and say he's talking to you. He says, who are called by my name. That means that they're a part of me. And here it is, as the flow goes, he says, will humble themselves and, and is a conjunction. Some of y'all are too young to remember this. Conjunction, junction. What's your? That's some old folk up in here. And connects two things. And means simultaneously happening in the same space at the same time. So watch, you cannot just pray alone. You can't just humble yourself. You can't alone just seek his face. And you cannot alone just turn from your wicked ways. He says, and all of these things have to happen at the same time. So if you miss one, you miss all. If you leave out one, you have done none. Oh, y'all. Oh, I prayed last night, but you didn't turn from your wicked ways. Oh, he's so humble. You're such a humble person, but you're not seeking his face. How many of us know some humble, evil, wicked people? (laughs) Amen. Don't look at your neighbor. They may think you're talking about them. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal the land. Dance over to Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ. To our God and Father be forever, forever, and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Yeah, I got that good Baptist spirit, boy. Some of y'all was ready to go in, huh? Amen, y'all. Y'all had your white knuckles on back of the... Woo! Pray, 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 woo! That's it? Prayer is simple. We make prayer difficult and complicated. We use complex statements and phrases as though we want to sound deep to a deep God. 
We, 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 we use phrase and phraseologies that, that uh, to show God that we're very astute and learned when really we don't know nothing. Oh, y'all. I don't mean to bust your bubble, but there's, there's some, some people who are very pious in their prayers. And they're puffed up in their prayers because they think if they say it a certain way, it'll gain God's attention. Jesus says this of the Pharisees and the publicans. He say, don't pray like they pray in, in vain words or fluffy words and, and words that they're praying. But watch this. He says vain because they, they really go amiss because they're saying things that really doesn't hit the ear of God. Because watch this, because they're not praying from the heart of God. Oh, y'all. So, so you got to be careful in the way you pray because you have to make sure you're praying from a place and a posture in your heart that represents and honors God and not yourself. Want to get in front of church and uh, Lord have mercy. For what point? What shall, should that accomplish? You know, some of the simplest prayers are just, Lord, help me. Have you ever been in that place where you you are so backed up against the wall where you're the pressure is so heavy and so thick and and it is so heavy upon you? That's all you can say. Lord, help me. Lord, fix it. Lord, do it. Uh, Lord, help me. I mean, just a simple prayer. We got to go from Genesis to Revelations with God. Hallelujah. You know, most powerful prayers that you can pray, here it is. I hope you're taking notes at this point. One of the most powerful prayers you can pray is the prayer of intercession. One of the most powerful prayers that you can pray is the prayer of intercession. Well, what do you mean, Apostle, the prayer of intercession? When you sacrifice your wants and your desires, what you need, and you place those to the side to pray for somebody else. That's the type of prayers that God gets elated over. Like, you really go, wait a minute, I know you have needs, but you're putting them to the side to take on the burdens of somebody else? God gets excited. Prayer of intercession. You you know another powerful prayer you can pray? Prayer of agreement. That's why Satan fights hard in marriages because there's a built in agreement. You have a prayer partner right at your side. You you have someone that you can come into agreement with at any given moment. Roll over, baby, let's pray. Let's pray right now. Satan don't like that because right there in your house is a place of agreement. So he tries to separate you and prevent you from coming in alignment and agreement with one another because he knows if he get two people praying, he in trouble. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Oh, baby, the game on later. Baby, let's pray. Wait till I finish cooking. All them distractions. Y'all quiet up in this Presbyterian church. Satan fights against that because uh, the unity of prayer, watch this, heaven is looking for unity in earth. He is looking for a place of agreement in earth. And when God can find agreement in the earth, watch this, that's where manifestation happens. So heaven won't release what earth can't receive. Heaven wants to release something in the earth realm, but heaven won't release it if you can't receive it. And, and, and if we don't get into this place and this posture and this position to receive from heaven, then heaven has all of this stuff stored up and it can't be released. Uh, heaven is waiting to release God's glory, but earth can't receive it. So I want to talk tonight from the thought manifest. Somebody shout manifest. Matthew. Chapter number 18, truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth 
will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I'm in the book, right? So, so heaven is waiting to release something. But it won't be released unless you're ready to receive. <laughs> Amen. So here's the key to manifestation is, is that in order for heaven to lose, you have to position yourself to receive. Because God is a good steward. So he won't release it so it'll fall amiss. God wants to release it in your life, but if you're not postured and positioned to receive it, then once it's released, you're going to miss it. Tell your neighbor, get in position. Brother Kenny, get in position. Stand up. Uh, Come on, sir. So watch. Here it is. He came close to me. He's in position. Amen. (laughs) He's a smart man. He had to get in position. Now, now watch, a lot of times what happens is, thank you, Ken, what happens is we move before the instruction. A, A lot of times we think the position that we need to be in is the position that God desires for us, but we hadn't heard from God where he wants to place us. Oh, God, okay, I'm going to say it anyway. I ain't picking on nobody, but I'm just going to say it. That's what happens a lot of times when people leave out of a place where God has positioned them, out of the church, out of their marriage, off the job, out the city. They move out and move away, and they're waiting for God to send them something, and they say, I'm in position, God. I I heard you, God. I've been praying and I heard from God and God says that I need to be over there and you're out of position. So you're sitting there waiting. And God's like. The blessing is flowing here, but you're there. I called you here, but you moved over there. Tell your neighbor, get in position. See, heaven is waiting to lose something, but you have to be in position to receive it. Are you hearing me? Watch this. When God reveals or speaks something to you, he is delegating his authority to you. So whenever God reveals or speaks something to you, he requires you to do something about what he revealed or spoke to you. That's why you got to make sure you stay in position, because when you're out of position, then you're out of authority. Oh, God, Uh, uh, because if you're not in position, then you're not in authority, because in order for you to do what God showed you or in order for you to do what God spoke to you, you got to remain in position, because if you get out of position, then you're out of authority. Adam, where are you? Not this Adam, the other Adam. Uh, Adam, where are you? In the Garden of Eden, you, you remember after Satan beguiled, bamboozled, ran amok, led astray Eve and Adam in the garden, and now they're hiding behind a fig leaf in the bushes in the cool of the day when they had an appointment with God to convene and to console with God, but they're hiding. And this omnipresent omnipotent, all-knowing God, omniscient God, asked this proverbial question to Adam. Adam, where are you? Wait a minute. You are all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful guy, and you don't know where Adam at? You know all things. You know the number of hairs on Kate. Oh, he got no hair. You know all things, and you don't know where Adam is? He wasn't checking a geographical topography location. Where is your position, Adam? You are out of position. 
I position you in a position of authority. I reveal to you what I wanted to manifest in the earth realm and you are out of position. Because now you're not operating in the authority that I delegated to you because if you were in position, you would have said, Satan, the blood of Jesus rebukes you. Because he would have been in position. He was out of position. Because if he was in position, the conversation would have lingered on as long as it did. Because if he was a real man, he would not allow another man to whisper sweet nothings in his woman's ear. Huh? Because Adam was present at the moment the serpent was speaking to Eve. Well, where did you get that from, apostle? And she turned and gave some unto her husband. How can she give it to him if he wasn't there? Y'all don't read y'all Bibles, do y'all? He's standing right there just listening. He's standing right there for a conversation that shouldn't have even took place. The moment Satan said, well, well, did God not say? No, he didn't. Shut up. Get back where you belong. Under my. If he would have been in position. So he was out of position. Therefore, he was out of authority. He could not operate in the delegated authority that God had delegated unto him. He was to represent to the earth what God presented to him. Oh, y'all better catch that. Adam's delegated authority was, was to present to the earth realm what God presented to him. In other words, in the cool of the day, he's walking with God and God is presenting to Adam what he wanted the earth to look like. And Adam was to take what that conversation he had with God and he was supposed to declare it into the earth realm. Because watch, God gave him dominion. (laughs) Hebrew Rodah, he gave him authority and power in the earth realm. But his authority and power was delegated by God. And the only way for earth to look like heaven was for Adam to speak what God spoke to him. That comes through prayer. You are God's delegated ambassador, representative authority in the earth realm. Hallelujah. You are God's representation in the earth realm. Oh, y'all. Y'all too spiritual up in here. What, what, What am I saying to you? Your prayers have power. So that's why it's important for you to learn your position in prayer is because prayer is communing with God to hear what God has to say about earth. Now, I'm going to say something right now. Some of you probably twist at the lips. But the earth and the world issues are not caused by Satan. It is not Satan's fault. It's our fault. Because we're out of position. Uh, uh, murder and mayhem is not the devil. It's our fault. Poverty and lack in the world is not Satan. Oh, he busy again. No, you're not busy. <laughs> Hello? Oh, the devil at it again. No, you should have been at it, so therefore he couldn't be at it. Because if we're God's representation in the earth, then we will go before the throne of grace. God, what's the plan for earth? Thank you, Father. Amen. Now I go and I represent what God spoke to me, what he presented to me. I now go and I present it to a broken world. So I get the plan from God and I present the plan or speak the plan into the world. That's the power of prayer. 
It's because now I'm communing with God. God brings me behind the veil. He shows me things seen and unseen. I see all of this stuff. He's speaking his plan for the earth into me. And now I represent what he spoke. That's why it's so difficult to get people in the prayer. You, you, you know, you, you come Sunday morning, people want to shout and dance. You throw a, a, a prayer uh, gathering, three people show up. Oh, they come to a praise party, but they won't come to a prayer party. Oh, the music, good. Praise the Lord. It was all oh, glory. Let's pray. Uh, I got to go to work. I got to leave early. <laughs> and, and, and prayer, prayer is that essential thing that God has given us this, this powerful tool of prayer that we could go and commune with God, that God will show us things, watch this, that he may not show somebody else. Because we are his representation in the earth. When God reveals or speaks something, he is delegating his authority to you. So when God shows you something, watch this, he's expecting you to do something. Uh, pastor, guess what I saw, Pastor? I, I had a dream last night. Guess what I saw? And, and the church should be doing this, and the church should be doing that. And okay, now, now get somebody to do it, Pastor. No, w- why? Because he showed you. He showed you because he wants to delegate his authority to you to make it happen. If I start a story on this side of the room, by the time it gets to this side of the room, it'd be a totally different story. So God doesn't want a take God doesn't want a middleman. That's why Jesus tore the veil so you can go boldly unto the throne of grace and make your petitions known and you can speak to God and you don't need nobody else deluding what God wants to say to you through somebody else. Oh, oh I got to go and do my confession in the priest booth. Amen. God's not looking for a middleman because you know what happens when the middleman gets diluted. <laughs> it gets diluted. So by the time the instruction hits your ears, it's totally different instructions. Something is missing. Something is lacking. Truly, that's what happened in the Garden of Eden. Because God spoke to Adam. Adam tried to translate it to Eve. But because it came by third party, second party, because she wasn't there to hear directly from God. Well, well, God said that we can eat from any tree, but just don't touch that one. God never said don't touch it. He said don't eat from it. But because it was diluted through Multiple people through Adam wasn't direct. She added or ad lived to what God said. God is looking for direct connect. Tell your neighbor direct connect. Yeah, y'all remember next tell? <laughs> Amen. Y'all remember next tell? <laughs> Yo, what's up? <laughs> yeah, what's happening? It's direct connect. It's push a button, direct connect. Yeah, you had groups in there. You just hit that group. Direct connect. Guess what? God's looking for a direct connect with you. He ain't looking to go through no operator board switch. Hey, well, that's really telling the age now. Uh, yeah, connect me to uh, some young folk looking at me. What you talking about? Remember them party lines? You pick up the phone, everybody on the phone, the party line. Operator switch, you plug in and unplug in. Okay. So God is looking for you. You see, I see it on TV. 
Amen. So I call this the push, the push. Okay, write these down, the push. The push begins with your prayers. You know, the acronym push, pray until something happens. See, now here's the thing about prayer, because we're talking about prayer. Here's the thing about prayer. Prayer is one, it is an action of us communicating with God, but it's also a response for what God has communicated to us. And a lot of times is we miss this part in prayer is because we talk to God and we tell God what we want, what we need, what we desire, what we're going through. But we don't stop long enough to hear the answer to the problem. Oh, God, fix this man. You, this man you gave me. Uh, and you complain to God and God said, if you would shut up long enough, I'll give you the answer. And here's the other part to that. Sometimes God will give you the answer and you won't like it. And, and I'm, y'all know I'm transparent. You know, I go to God and be like, Lady T, just, she acting crazy today, God. You got to fix her. <laughs> I can say that because she ain't here. <laughs> and and, and, and he'd be like, no. What, what you mean? I need to fix you because I don't like the way you talk to her. But we ain't talking about her, about me, God. Let's talk about her. No. I need to fix you. But can you fix her first? Then come in? No. So, so prayer is not only you communicating with God, but you got to pause long enough for God to communicate with could you imagine having a conversation with somebody and you can't get a word in edgewise? And you think that, you know, they take that breath, you think you got a break, but they come back again even faster. They're like, oh, it's my time. You know, you have that person that just keep on talking and keep on talking and you're like. You know, just keep now. Now watch. Imagine, though, that's how you in your prayers with God. And God, like, <laughs> and, and you going on and on about your issues. You're going on and on about. What you need. God's like, what about my needs? What about what I need you to do? You're praying for your household salvation. I'm praying for world salvation. You're praying for healing of your body. I'm praying that you would get a bold enough faith that you would go lay hands on the sick and they recover. I'm praying that you would be bold enough to declare the word of the Lord. You need a word. I want you to give a word. Lord, I need a word today. No, I'm empowering you to give a word. Uh, we just on our knees all night long praying. Girl, I prayed all night long. You ain't do nothing but have some aching knees. That's all. <laughs> Wake up with a stanky leg, just legs just like rubber bands, just all that for nothing. Got the rubber legs. You get up like this. <laughs> God, like you did all that for nothing. Look at you. Just look at you, babe. Look at you. Just look at you. Just a mist. The Bible says, anyway, your prayers go amiss. Praying for vain things. So it starts with your prayers. So here's the thing about prayer. Prayer is not the number of times you pray. Prayer is not the location of 
your prayers. Y'all remember the war room? A good movie, great movie. Horrible for marriages. All the wives wanted to clean out their closet to create a war room. All the husband stuff put in the box in the corner and it cleared everything out. I got me a prayer closet. Where my, my, where my stuff? Well, you know, we had to pray, so I moved your stuff over there. It's in a little box right there. Prayer is not the location. Prayer is not even the time. The power is not even in the time. Early would I rise, early would I seek thee. Oh, we, we on the 3 o'clock watch. We get up 3 o'clock every morning and pray. We get up 5 o'clock, we praying. The power is not in the time. The power is not in the number of times. Oh, we pray to the east three times a day. The power is not in the time, the place, nor the location. You know where the power lies at in prayer? The power lies in whom you are praying to. Because you could pray three times a day and be praying to the wrong God. You could be praying early in the morning. You still miss God. You could be praying in your prayer closet and still miss God. It's not where or when or how many times. It's who you're praying to. That's the power. That's why he says pray without ceasing. I, I don't want you to designate this time of communication with me to a specific time of the day. Or to a specific location. Or I got to hurry up and get home and get my prayer closet. But I need to talk to you right now. And you're 30 miles away from your house. Oh, I can't wait in the morning to get up and pray, but I want to talk to you now. Okay, I know I got that R&B spirit. God is just saying, come and talk to me. I really want to. Y'all got that spirit too, huh? That's, that, God is sitting there and he's like, I want to talk to you, but you're too busy. I want to talk to you, but you got me on your schedule. I, I want to communicate with you, but you, you got me at an appointment at 4 o'clock. I, I, I want to communicate with you, but you're too far from that designated location that you designated. You're out of position. got to be in position. Tell your neighbor, get in position. Here's the power of prayer in position. It, it, it is not the posture. When I say position, mo- most of us think it, get in position. Assume the position. That's not the position. The Bible says that, watch, catch it. It says that we are seated in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. We have a position in Christ. In heavenly places. So if we're in Christ, seated in Christ in heavenly places, you know what Christ's position is? He is the chief intercessor. He makes intercession for us, seated at the right hand of the Father. So we have a position, we're seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father. Tell your neighbor, assume the position. Now watch, it is from this position in heavenly places, his throne is above beyond all powers and principalities and wickedness in heavenly places. So he's far above. So when you pray, you're not praying a parallel prayer, a horizontal prayer. You're praying a vertical prayer that positions you above all powers, principalities, wickedness in heavenly places. So when I'm praying, I'm not praying from here. I'm praying from here. Because when I pray from here, I'm face to face. I'm at the feet of the enemy, and the enemy can take me out. But when I'm praying from here, he can't touch me. Oh, come on, MC Hammer, can't touch this. Because I'm praying from a high place. I'm praying from a high place. I'm praying from a place the devil can't touch me. Matter of fact, I see the plots, the plans, and the snares of the enemy because now I'm praying from an aerial view. I can see what he's doing. Oh, I see you. 
I see Jezebel. I see Absalom. I see all y'all. I see y'all. I see everything. Oh, I see you. I see you backstabber. I see you hater. I see you persecutor. I see you rebel. I see all y'all. That's what happens when I pray from this place. When I pray from this place, watch this. It's all me. It's all my strength. It's how long I can endure and bear this. Because, you know, when this begins to ache, this don't exist no longer. (laughs) Prayer ended. (laughs) And you only been down there two minutes. Lord Jesus. Lord. Amen. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. You go tell your neighbor, boy, I was praying and I was reaching heaven. You ain't reached the top of your ceiling. Because when you're in your flesh, you're subject to your flesh. Oh, y'all hearing me? So, so prayer, watch this. It has a natural posture, but it has a supernatural position. Prayer has a natural posture, but a supernatural position. Prayer has a natural posture. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I beseech you. God, in the name, has a natural posture, but a supernatural position. So that's how we connect with heaven. We got to make sure we're in a natural position so we can connect supernaturally. Amen. Somebody shout prayer. Somebody shout position. Then there's presence. Prayer brings you into the presence of God. Prayer takes you into the presence of God. If you can't pray from the presence of God, then you can't get the manifestation of God. Because it's in his presence. Watch the scripture says in his presence is the fullness thereof and pleasures forevermore. So it's in his presence as I'm praying, the fullness of God is open to me. It's in his presence that all that God has is now available unto me. It's in his presence I have access to everything that God needs for me to have in his presence. So we got to make sure that we have the prayers pointed in the right direction to the right one, that we're in position and that we're in his presence. Hallelujah. And then lastly, presence, then we have power. Power. Somebody shout power. Your prayers are powerful when you pray the right way. And the best way to pray is to pray that the way that Jesus told you to pray. Not in script form that is listed out to us in Matthew. It says, when you pray, pray this way. Now, watch this. The devil didn't want you to hear this tonight because he don't want you to understand the importance of your prayers. Of all the things that the disciples could have asked of Jesus to teach them, they seen many great signs and wonders. They could have asked Jesus, Jesus, how to raise the dead? Well, do, you, do you lift one leg or one hand? Do you close one eye? How, how do you raise the dead? They could ask Jesus, Jesus, when you fed the multitude, the fish and the five loaves, how did you do that? They, they could have said, when you, when you heal blind Bartimaeus, how, how, how did that happen? Did, you, did it happen on your knees? Did you, did you wink and twiggle your nose? How did that happen? They, they could have asked Jesus to teach them many things. But they never asked them to teach them nothing other than Jesus. How do we pray? (laughs) 
of all the things. I mean, you got the ancient of days, the wisdom of all time right there in your presence. You could have asked anything. Teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father. Not on earth. You know why not on earth? Because God doesn't want his will to be fulfilled on you. He wants his will to be fulfilled. Because if the will was fulfilled on earth, then Satan could knock it off earth. If, if, if it's his will is performed on earth, then somebody can convince you to go back. You know, you got that friend when you done came out the world and now they done caught up with you for a Bayou Classic and they say, man, you remember that time we went down on Bourbon Street? Yeah, but I'm saved now. Come on, man, just one more time. I'm just telling on somebody. I just felt that Bourbon Street spirit in here. You know, you got that one friend that's always trying to pull you back. Just one more time. Come on, Craig. It's Friday. You ain't got no job. Get high with me, Craig. Just one more time. You, you know that, that female just call you late at night and say, just come over one more time. I know you saved now. You love G, but just one more. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I know I'm talking to somebody. So God doesn't want me to fall. Amen. God doesn't want his will to be on your life. He wants it to be fulfilled in your life. Thy kingdom come. Thy. God says when you pray, you pray with that power. From a heavenly place. You're praying not from an earthly plane, but from a heavenly plane. That's the power. The power, watch this, not, it's even, it is not even in your words. It's in the words that the Father gave you. Because watch, his word will go forth and it will accomplish everything that it was sent forth to accomplish. And it will not return void. So if you substitute his words for your words, it's a void check. Y'all miss that. If, if, if you substitute your words for his words, you're writing a check that you can't cash. So the best way to pray is to pray what he said pray. So when you pray, you pray the will of the Father. What is the will of the Father? The will of the Father you can find in the word of the Father. You pray his word. If I'm praying for a sickness in my body, Lord, by your stripes, you have declared. Ha, that I am healed. God, you said that you would supply. I just give him what he gave me. Watch. I represent what he presented to me in the earth realm. You are God's portal in the earth. Ooh, God. That's rich right there. God wants to enter into the earth realm, and the only way he can enter into the earth realm is through you. That's why he said that, 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 watch, he said that this child shall be birthed through Mary by the Holy Ghost. God was trying to get into the earth realm. And the only way God can touch earth, watch this, is to touch you or through you. So we pray from a heavenly place. Man is God's portal in the earth realm. And I'm closing with this. Watch in Amos chapter number seven, verse number one. It says, the man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from up under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from up under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. 
He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside of the outer gate facing east. And the water was trickling from the south side. South side. This dirty bottom in the house. Amen. Amen. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured. He measured. Somebody shout, he measured. He measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through the waters that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and he led me through the waters that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through the waters. And those were up to my waist. He measured off another thousand. And now it was a river. And I could not cross because the water had risen and was so deep, it was deep enough for me to swim a river that no one could cross. Verse number six. And he asked me, son of man, do you see this? Ask your neighbor, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. And he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me into the Araba where it enters the Dead Sea. And when it empties, empties into the sea, the salty water, there becomes what? God's word is always fresh. Here it is. Swarms of living creatures were living there. Uh, were living, were, uh, uh, swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there. It makes the salt water fresh. So there, somebody shout there. So it's there where the river flows. So where the river flows, there is where everything will live. Somebody shout everything. It's important for you to know that there are stages of your prayers. There's ankle deep. There's knee deep. There's waist deep. And then there's waters to swim in. And God wants you to see that when you reach these levels of prayer, that nobody can cross the other side. That when the enemy comes after you through these levels of prayer, he can't cross over. When the river of prayer flows out of your belly, it creates a barricade. It creates a barrier that nobody can cross over. It encapsulates you. You're encocooned by your prayers. You are wrapped up in your prayers. Watch this. Your children be crying. Mama, you be in there. God, I love you. God, I thank you. He'll bring you to a place in eternity where time stops and ceases. He'll bring you to a place where you think it's just a minute, but it's been out. Y'all quiet up in here. He'll he'll bring you to that deep place in him where waters you can swim in and you don't get tired. You just. He'll bring you in that deep place. He'll bring you so deep. You lose track of time. People be trying to pull you out and can't even reach you. Somebody shout deep place. Because it's in that deep place. Watch this. Where the river flows, everything will live. That's where everything will manifest. In that deep place. In that deep place. In that deep place, in that deep place, that's where everything manifests in the deep. Everything manifests in the deep. Peter, push off from the dock a little bit. Let me pray. Let me preach. Let me teach. Peter, push deeper into the waters because it's in that deep place. Something's going to manifest. It's in that deep place. 
something is about to manifest. You're not going to get this on the dock washing your nets. You're not going to get this at the kiddie pool way in the water close to the edge. You're not going to get this just kicking the water around with your feet. But you can't just get this at knee deep, nor can you get it at waist deep. You got to have water stood. It's going to manifest in the deep. Peter, go to the deep. Because it's in that deep place. The great catch is going to happen. This is where it's going to manifest. Watch this. He said, at thy word. Wait a minute, Master. We've been talling all night. I know how to do this prayer thing. I wish I had a keyboard player. Uh, uh, we, we, we know how to do this. I know how to pray. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, my mama taught me how to pray. I'm a professional prayer. I'm an intercessor. I know how to do this. Peter became a little indignant. I know how to do this. We've been fishing all night, but watch. The humility, nevertheless, at thy word, let's go deep. At thy word. Let me pray what you see. You said go deep, let's go deep. You said let's go deep, let's go deep. You said it, you present it to me, I'm presenting it right back to you. God wants to take us deeper. You know why? It's because it's in this season of prayer and intercession to intercede, to enter as a seed. You know the purpose of a seed, the sole purpose of a seed, one of the sole purposes of a seed is to die. A seed is not beneficial unless it dies. Ask God after seed.